A new day has come to the city of Augustus, Illinois. At Christopher's penthouse in the living room, Olivia and Christopher are sitting on the couch watching the morning news. Both of them are drinking a cup of coffee. Do you need a refill, Liv? No, I'm fine, Doc. I appreciate you letting me stay the night, though. All of that Donovan drama at the hospital yesterday was just really got me totally spent. I'm also spent because I was awake super early thinking about our talk from yesterday. What talk? The one where I asked you if you were worried about taking our relationship to the next level. And before you meet with your dad this morning, I would like for you to give me an answer, Christopher. I want an answer before I put my heart fully on the line. At the Bay Ridge Hotel in Gregory's Suite, Gregory and Rhonda walk over to the bar cart and begin pouring themselves a cup of coffee. So what's on your agenda for the day? Well, I'm actually meeting my son for some brunch at the Central Grill. Oh, that's wonderful. What about you? What is on your to-do list for today? I am going to meet with Stuart Hastings. Rhonda, why do you want to meet with Antoine's father? From what I can tell, he brought you nothing but pain. Yeah, I know that. I just, you know, like I told you, I need to fight my demons. And he's the grand demon of my past. Gregory, I have to face him once and for all. And no more hiding. No more secret talks at my house. This needs to end today. At Memorial Hospital in an examination room, Melanie is sitting on the examination bed as Stephen stands next to her. You doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing just fine. Are you sure? Stephen, I said I'm doing just fine. I'm well aware that Donovan's room is just two floors above me. I'm not thinking about him right now. I'm just here for my appointment. Gotcha. And after this appointment is over... I would love to grab some lunch with you. Are you sure about that? I mean, you did tell me that Colin and Caitlin are meeting up with Elaine today. I don't want to test the blessing of Elaine letting me stay at the mansion as I continue to recover from my car accident. I think I need to give them all some much-needed space. Okay. The lunch it is. Thank you. And be sure to invite Antoine. I haven't seen my bestie in a long time. Good morning, Dr. Becker. So, doctor, what are we doing today? Memory test, figuring out a new drug treatment, physical exercises. I'm up for it all, as long as you're straight with me from the jump. I want to do just about all of those things, in fact. But the point of today's visit is to see where you're at in relation to your Alzheimer's and to the car accident. I want to see how things have been playing out after all these months. Sounds okay to me. Let's get into it. In Montreal, Canada, at Gunnar and Emma's home in the living room, Emma is sitting on the couch drinking a glass of red wine 
when Gunner enters the room. Oh, there you are. I, I wasn't sure if you'd gone out. Nope. I've been here the whole time. It's a little early for red wine, don't you think? I've barely been drinking this glass that I poured. I don't even know why I poured it. But then again, I don't know why I do much of anything anymore. I just don't know, Gunner. Emma, are you okay? No. No, I'm not okay. What's going on? I lied, Gunner. I lied to you about where I was going yesterday. What do you mean? I didn't go to the market. At least, not right away. Where'd you go? To the library. I am so sick and tired of this restricted internet access. I got so tired of not being able to find out a damn thing about my accident. Ugh. So I did, I did some investigating and I found this article from a site called trash.com. Apparently it's based in the town we used to live in. It detailed the stuff about the explosion, but I only saw the web synopsis. And when I went to go click on the article, the computer crashed. I'm sorry to hear that. It was awful. I just, I keep hitting these roadblocks. Frankly, I am over it. I don't want to live like this anymore. I want this to end now. Just tell me, Gunner, tell me why so much of that day has been hidden from me. Why won't anyone answer my questions surrounding the day of that explosion? Why? Please, Gunner, just tell me what happened that day. I want to know everything. I, I can't take not knowing everything about that day anymore. Okay, I, I can't take the restricted internet access. I can't take there being cameras in this house anymore. This perfect life that I've been trying to build with you this whole time is just, it's just creeping me out now because of Andrew. I, I feel as though he's keeping something from me. And, and I feel as though you know what that something is. In downtown Augustus, Alex and Danielle are walking the streets of the town after having just finished a light breakfast at the Tasty Bean Cafe. Okay, I gotta break the ice here. Alex, we're in the middle of the sidewalk. Then let's move over. Look, I've been thinking about our talk from this morning all day long, even when I was with that awful client in that custody case. I know that I can't stop you from doing the story that has become clear to me, but I just need to know that you understand where I'm coming from. Alex, I understand. I get it. I really do. But what I don't get is why you did not answer me when I asked you what would happen to us if I addressed the fact that your parents are somehow involved in Donovan's shooting. And because you never answered me, I can't help but feel a certain type of way. You're right. I should have answered your question before I got called away by my client. Danielle, if you do talk about my parents in this article, then I can't help but to think back to everything that happened with my sister and everything that happened the day that you showed up at the hospital when Aiden was sick. It made me wonder if you're dating me to get some sort of in. In? What the hell is that supposed to mean? <sighs> never mind. No, not never mind. You're the one who brought this up, so let's talk about it. 
I didn't take Sky's bait when it came to your sister and Lakin, but everyone in this town hated me nonetheless. And I only showed up at that hospital to show support for your son. I know I've made some enemies. I know that I've taken a Wendy Williams approach to my career, but I will not stand here and always be some sort of punching bag. If I put your parents in my article, it's because they have a history with Donovan and because they have been made suspects. This is my job. It is my duty to report on these matters. I thought you understood that. I do. That's why as your boyfriend, I've given you a free pass on a lot of stuff. But there are people out there who are gonna question if you're only using me to gain access to exclusives about my family for your website. If I was that type of woman, then I would be dating Colin Harper. But I'm not that person. I have feelings for you, real feelings. So you've never thought about using our relationship to gain an exclusive, right? Never ever? I... Since we've been together, I have gotten so much crap from Leslie, my sister, my parents, and everyone else who I tell that we're together. I'm trying to make this work, but they all think that you're using me for your website. Wow. I didn't realize you felt this way. I didn't realize you value other opinions about our relationship like this. Alex, this is my job. I have to do my job, just like you have to do yours. It is just a fact of life. I know that, and I've told everyone that, but all I asked of you was to look out for our relationship and not put my parents in your story. I also asked you if you ever used me, and you couldn't come up with an answer. Alex, you aren't being fair here. And you're also failing to look at the fact that if I publish this story, then I also have to mention my own sister. I just got to a good place with Stephanie, but I have to report on the facts. I have to put my personal life aside. Look, I love you, okay? But I have to do this. I have to include everyone. Great. Just what I needed. That mess of a client in the custody battle is calling me. He just keeps calling me left and right, and I keep trying to set boundaries with him, but he just won't hear of it. You know what? You should take it. It's fine. I'm almost home anyway, and I got to have a clear head to start working on that article. So I'll talk to you later. Back at Christopher's penthouse in the living room. Chris, I just want you to be honest with me. We did the whole cutesy date thing. We did the whole meet your dad thing. But I, I don't want to keep hanging on to something if it's not there. If this whole HR defining the relationship thing is too much for you, then just say so. Say so for the both of us. The answer is no. I am not worried about taking things to the next level. I'm not worried about defining our relationship. I think we have something good here. And I don't want to do away with it. Ever. Are you sure? Hell yes, I am. Back in Montreal, Canada, at Gunnar and Dimma's home. I, I can't hide all of this from you anymore. I've been trying to play along for almost a year now. Play along with what? What is this? I mean, what is this world we've been living in? I I've gone to a private doctor for, for quite some time now in, in order to get my burns healed up. I've had bouts of memory loss, which the doctor told me is common in these situations after someone survives an explosion. But the more I think about it, the more everything I've been told seems to, to be just 
so well crafted and well articulated. The only reason I've started questioning things is because anytime I've asked about my accident or the history of how we fell in love, I'm, I'm shut out. Oh, subject, the subject always changed. The questions are always forgotten. I think that I deserve to know who I am. I deserve to know what kind of woman I am. And you, you do, Emma. All of what has been told to you is some kind of well-constructed, brilliantly conceived... Don't you say another word. What are you doing here? I'm back from my vacation. Oh. How was it? No. Don't do that. Don't act as though I haven't heard a lot of this talk between the two of you. Gunner, you need to shut up right now. No. He is not gonna shut up, damn it. He is gonna tell me what the hell has been going on these past few months. You know, Emma, that's not a good idea. Between your slight amnesia from the accident and the fact that you're still healing, even after all this time, I, I don't want you to get so hysterical over this. <laughs> well, too late. I am hysterical over this already. I am hysterical from being lied to for God knows how long. And I refuse to be lied to any longer. I am not the bitch to mess with. The lies, the twists, the turns, they all end today. One of you is going to tell me who I am. One of you is going to tell me about that day. So start talking now. Back at Memorial Hospital in Callum's office, Callum is looking over Melanie's blood test results. However, he is very puzzled by the test results that are right in front of him, as it is something he has never seen before in her previous blood tests. But before he can think on the matter just a bit more... Uh, come in. What can I do for you? Um, are you Dr. Becker? Yes, and you are? My name's Isabella Reed. Um, your head nurse told me that this was the way to your office. I'm sorry, I'm not following you exactly. How can I help you? Um, I, I need to speak with you about one of your doctors. Alright, what exactly is going on, Miss Reed? Well, this isn't easy for me to say. In fact, I wasn't even going to come here and tell you this. I wasn't going to tell anyone, but... I've just become so worried for my safety lately, and frankly, I'm worried sick over what he might do next. He? Who is this person? His name is Christopher Marshall. He's my ex-husband, Dr. Becker, and for months on end now, he's been harassing me. He's been sending me explicit texts that I haven't asked for, and since I moved back here in hopes of landing another advertising job, he has been driving by the Bay Ridge Hotel at these crazy hours, waiting for me to arrive there. Anyway, I just don't know what to do anymore. Between the stalking and the unwanted sexual advances, I'm so worried. Miss Reed, these are very serious accusations that you're making at this moment in time. I just want it to stop. I just want him to get out of my life. He won't move on. I'm very sorry to hear this. This is very troubling, and I want you to know that you can trust me. Do you want a lawyer present with you at this moment? 
I would like to call an HR representative up here so we can get an official statement together. Would that be all right with you? Yes. And I don't need a lawyer. I'm fine with telling you and that HR representative everything. You're very brave. Thank you. Thank you so much. Still at Memorial Hospital and roughly half an hour later, Isabella walks over to the elevators having just come from Dr. Becker's office where she delivered an official statement to an HR representative of the hospital and to Dr. Becker as well. <laughs> I warned you not to toss me out of your life, Christopher. <sighs> it would appear as though I'm finally getting everything I've ever wanted. I have a great job with the Hastings family, I'm having incredible sex with Mark, and I'm now making Christopher pay for leaving me all alone and abandoning me. At Hastings Advertising in a hallway, Rhonda walks down the executive hallway and makes her way to the office of Stuart Hastings. She lightly touches his nameplate, and then she goes to knock. However, she sees that the door is already ajar. Stuart, are you here? Rhonda lets out a deep breath upon noticing that the office is empty. But as she begins to walk out of the office, she sees that there is a Hastings family photo on Stuart's desk. She then goes to the photo and picks it up. He seemed to be quite the family man. He's something, all right. Forgive me for startling you. Oh, no, no, not at all. Uh, I was looking for Stuart. Is he in today? He most certainly is, but he had to go step out for a few minutes to take care of some business. I'm his wife, Diana. So, what brings you by? Why did you need to meet with my husband? Well, I actually have some business to discuss with him. I see. Well, as the co-CEO of this firm, I can take over this meeting you wanted to have with him. But first, I didn't catch your name. I'm Rhonda. Rhonda Jeffries. Well, Rhonda, why don't you have a seat? I'd much rather meet with you. Oh, I insist that I take over this meeting, and I won't take no for an answer. Rhonda, I promise you that my husband has already filled me in on everything concerning your work. I know all about your indie films. My indie films? Yes, the ones you produce. Our company has worked with a number of film production companies before in order to drum up advertising dollars for them. I'm sure we can come up with a great contract that benefits your company and our company as well. So please, sit down. Let's talk. Diana, I, I can't sit down with you. I can't do this. Please just tell Stuart to give me a call and I can set up a meeting with him. You don't get it, do you? At what? You're not going anywhere. I tried to play along, but I can't any longer. I know that you and my husband are keeping something from me, and I want to know what is going on right this very moment. This has been Forever and a Day, created by KCS Hutchison. Executive producers KCS Hutchison, Candace Mack, and Demi Morgan. Written by KCS Hutchison, Candace Mack, Emmy Morgan, and Eric Andras. Narrated by KCS Hutchison. Sound effects and music provided by Fesley and Studios and Soundstripe. 
theme song provided by Soundstripe. This episode starred Amelia Marshall as Rhonda Jeffries, Diana Collins as Diana Hastings, Candace Mack as Danielle Frazier, Kevin Caliber as Alex Bennett, Lance Guzman as Christopher Marshall, Benjamin Bryant as Gregory Marshall, Brett Lawrence as Gunnar Harper, Gene Young as Emma Jensen Harper, Ashley Stewart as Isabella Reed, Navelle J. Lee as Callum Becker, Frank Dicopoulos as Andrew Rutledge, with Emmy Morgan as Olivia Bookman, Karen Knebel as Melanie Walters, and Aaron Clark as Stephen Langenfeld. This episode was recorded under a SAG after a collective bargaining agreement. Join us next week for an all-new episode of Forever in a Day, and listen to all past episodes on your favorite podcast streaming platform.